And good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you for joining me, my friends, and I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Uh, it is always good to be on the podcast and have this conversation, uh, to trigger conversations, to talk about issues, and, and on we go from there. Now, um, like I always say, having a conversation negates any type of violence. So stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Because the violence in your streets and borders is an extension of the lack of conversation in your home. So once we have that conversation, we can go anywhere. Today, uh, we're going to talk about something. If you look at my, uh, if you look at my uh, podcast, you will see um, a very important uh, um, picture. Uh, I got it from the email. I don't subscribe to this, but um, from, from the YouTube. I don't subscribe to this site, but anyway, it just came up on my algorithm. And it shows you Hiroshima. In 1945, devastated by the bomb, uh, the nuclear bomb. And you have Hiroshima in 2016, a beautiful, beautiful city. You have Detroit, Michigan in the United States, 1945, lovely, you know, mid 20th century city. Everything's clean. Everything's nice. In 2016, it's a dirt bag. It's, you know, it's a rundown town uh, it's a democratic-led uh, Michigan state. Detroit has uh, come close to bankruptcy, if I'm not mistaken, or has it already declared bankruptcy? Chapter 11, I think, chapter 9. Um, but yes, it is on the verge of bankruptcy. And it is a mess, Detroit. Okay? It used to be... Um, it used to be... A, what's it called? Uh, the town for... The cars, car manufacturers, all the big car manufacturing industries were there in Michigan. Uh, and, uh, you know, you had the hockey teams, you had uh, uh, the, all the sports teams were there. This was the, the city to be in. Um, I don't know if they call it Motown. I'm not sure of that. But anyway, it was this city to be in. So how did it come to this point, my friend? And the image says one thing. The moral of the story. It's easier to come back from a nuclear bomb than five decades of big government policies. And below that, you have something called from uh, Jaipur Dialogues. You have... A p- image cut into two. One of on the top is an image of a of an India, of a narrow India, poor people, poor people, lots of poor people, and right at the bottom you have Modi's India, where everyone is, is you know shouting proud, um, you know Hindustan uh, and so on and so forth, and it is magnificent. Uh, Again, Nehru was a socialist, communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call him. And the same thing for Detroit, okay? Uh, run by woke um, democratic governments, which are socialist, which are, uh, you know, camouflage, uh, Marxist, uh, and uh, so on and so forth. And this is the reason, and this is where we've come to. We've got a beautiful capitalist city where you know you invest in something hard work the sky is the limit you can do whatever you want invest work in and join the party or you have socialist um 
Detroit where and woke Detroit where they make the color of your skin the most important thing about you. It's not your capacity to work. It's not your capacity to be free. It's not your capacity to remove the influence and be a free-flowing metaphysical energy to invest in your mentality, to invest in empowerment. It's always investment in negativity, investment in your in your color of your skin more than your color more than your character uh, and your empowerment. That is what democratic communism and Marxism is about. So on this day, when we start this topic, we want to take a step back and remember um, 9-11. 9-11 will always be etched in our memory and the memory of the generations to come. Today, 22 years earlier, um, the trade towers were hit by Islamic terrorists, by two planes and down they came in New York. Uh, everyone remembers where they were. I remember where I was. I was at work and I called my friend. She was a Muslim friend. Okay. I said, put the TV on. I was at work already. Okay, it was 8.45. She doesn't get up so early in the morning. I was young. I said, put the TV on. Put the TV on. At that time, we didn't know who, who had hit the towers. Okay, we came to know later on. But um, the, the towers were coming down. Okay, she, my friend uh, was a Muslim. And then I realized, when we realized through the day they had closed the uh, airspace and everything, everything was on hold. And we came home from work and all we did was watch the TV. We were glued to the TV. I think for 11 days we didn't know where to go, what to say, where to come, what to do. We, the only, that was the only thing on our mind. We didn't know anything what was going on. It was like we were roaming in space. I can tell you, I, I remembered we were roaming in space. That was the only thing we were talking about in the buses and the public transport and friends in those days. Internet was not so fast. We still had dial-up internet, I remember. Um, and, you know, it was bad. We, we were lost. We didn't know what to do, what to say, how to do, how to say. What was the next step? It was, it was all gray matter. It was gray. It was dark. You were ro roaming in a dark cloud and we didn't know. We, it was like an endless pit and we didn't know what was coming next. We didn't know tomorrow morning you woke up next morning. What was the government going to say and what was the government going to do? And that was 9-11 in 2001. Uh, it's been 22 years. I cannot even believe it. Uh, but here we are today. Uh, wiser, but, you know, still turbulent as ever. Uh, like the currents that form our waves. And so we want to take a step back and remember those events, remember all those people who we lost and remember all those people who died uh, and remember all those people who volunteered and gave their lives, all those people who got sick uh, from inhaling that smoke, and uh, even if they didn't die in the first twin towers coming down. They died years later because of uh, cancerous uh, cancer and health-related issues um, related to the twin towers. And it was a horrific day for the families who lost loved ones. 40% of the families have never found their loved ones. Uh, look, uh, it was horrific. And um, we want to take a step back and, and remember those people, uh, share their sorrow, um, send them, uh, send their families, um, 
you know, our prayers, our love, that they may be strong, even 22 years later. And um, if you want to go on YouTube and look at all the videos coming out, there are so many videos of so many people, heroes of that, that day. Um, look, take a look at it and, 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 you know, you know, empower yourself with the knowledge of this junction. How can we change? How can we be better? How can we empower ourselves with knowledge and how can we heal? That's the most important thing. And we want to dedicate this day uh, to the heroes of 9-11 and the people who lost their lives. Um, we're sorry for your loss, but we will remember you forever. Um, on that note, we come back to our topic today and we talk about where America has gone, okay? In 2000, when George Bush took over the White House, uh, the debt of America was not very high. America's debt, um, uh, America's debt in, in 2021, uh, just give me a minute here. Yeah? Just taking a look at it, it was not very high at all. Okay, five was it five billion? Uh, five billion, six billion, six billion, almost six billion, almost six billion. It is now thirty two, thirty thirty one trillion dollars. In a 22-year, 23-year span, it has gone from 5 billion or 6 billion to 32 trillion. It is a mess. Okay? You can say it's a mess not with just Republican, but also with Democrat. It's a mess. The bulk of it is bad Democratic policies, but at the same time, the Republicans cannot say that they're going to run away from it. In Canada, the debt of ca Canadian debt um, let's go and see Canadian debt um, yes, Canadian debt has doubled in the nine years from Justin Trudeau doubled uh literally doubled it is uh, it, it's unforeseen I, I don't know what to say I've never ever 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 seen anything like this before in our lives um, you say what was Canadian debt in 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 2015 when Justin Trudeau took over um, <coughs> Sorry, let's go. 600, well, 650 billion, okay? Um, so, it was coming down slowly by slowly. It was 600, 600, between 620 and 650 billion. This is Canadians' debt today under Justin Trudeau. One... Um, 1.376 trillion. Um, it is unforeseen. This has to do with socialist, woke, 
communist um, mindset. Socialist woke communist mindset. Yes, my dear friend. This is this is a socialist mindset, okay? Uh, and a communist, a Marxist mindset. People who think that, oh, we can just take money, we can take money and we can spend it, we can spend it, and we can spend it on, on white and black and black lives matter. Whenever you see people saying black lives matter, oh, my racism, racism, there's just a Trojan horse to block you and to uh, to demean you with lies so that they can run away with your money. Um, this is where Canada's debt is. And on my page that I showed you, you see exactly what the image is. In 1945, America was doing well. Well, I wouldn't say doing well. It just came out of war and had a big debt. But... Um, it, the cities were doing well, even though they had spent a lot of money on the war and it was costing them big time. 2016, um, it, it's, it's a completely different story, okay? Uh, it's a mess. And this is what big government spending socialist policies are. Uh, India, if you look at India in 1947, yes, we were poor. Yes, we were poor, okay? But we were not as poor as we are now. We were, we were poor even, even after the British left. The, the streets were clean. There were not that many people. The streets were wide. Streets were clean. Uh, people were cleaner. Um, we have quadrupled our population from 333 million in 1947 after partition to 1.4 billion and it's a mess. Where do you want to put that 1.4 billion? You have to put them somewhere and you cannot build houses fast enough. You cannot build the houses fast enough. Where you want to put them? So they're going to stay in huts. Huts means you need, they have no water supply. Hut means they have no toilet facilities. Hut means they don't have any education. They're not registered. They don't have education facilities. They don't know any better. Then on top of that, if you do give them education facilities, you're not teaching them proper education. So you're going to get a country in a mess. When Pakistan's ISI is controlling your national security policies, when you give your key to your national security to a, a foreign uh, insurgency, insurgent country, a terrorist country, who is the seat of terrorism worldwide, who brought down the World Trade Towers, when the neighbor's flags, when your neighbor's country's flag is flying on your territory, it is an insult. When refugees from the neighboring countries are coming in galore without any papers, four to whatever, I, no one even knows how many refugees are, are coming from neighboring countries. When they have their own countries, they fought for freedom from themselves, for their countries, from us, from the Kufr, but they still come, keep coming back. You're going to get a mess. And this is where we are with socialist policies. So uh, the Indian National Congress talks about... Um, you know, how under narrowing economics India was great. It was okay, it was bad, it was not that bad. So in their time, it's always not that bad, but it was okay. Now it's always amplified. Well, I'm sorry, but the infrastructure under the socialist policies were coming down. 
th- there was nothing to talk about. The schools are coming down. The s- education system is as backward as can get. Only the elite can get into these high-fly colleges. The education system in schools is teaching you n- absolute ignorance, no knowledge. They're teaching you lies. Uh, they're teaching you, uh, they've left out all their education that does not support their agenda. They have left out all our history of our civilization because they want to delete our civilization. And you have uh, professors from JNU and professors from Delhi University talking very openly about how they want to eradicate uh, Sanatan Dharma. This, is, this, this has been going on for a very long time. This has been going on for a very long time. But they've only now, they've only now trying to, um, you know, vouch for it openly. But this has been going on for a very, very long time. They have always wanted to destroy our civilization. And they're saying it openly, very openly, oh yes, we want to destroy um, the Sanatan um, the Sanatan civilization, the Sanatan religion, the Hinduism, we want to destroy it, we want to eradicate it. This is besides Stalin. But what do you have to show for it? What do you have to show for it? Communist socialist policies <clears throat> where all you have increased is your population. You have nothing to show for it but, but increase your population. So when you increase your population fourfold in 75 years, you are not going to, you're, you are going to have um, marginalized communities. You're going to be bottom heavy. You're going to be bottom heavy. You're going to be more people without jobs, more people without food. Because you, you have the same amount of the pie, but you're giving it to more mouths to feed. You don't want to stop your population growth under these socialist policies. Because the more poverty you have, the better the, social, the, the, better the cries for socialism. And the more socialism and communism you have, the more uh, uprooted you are from your society, from your earth that that feeds you from the knowledge, from the healing of the earth that feeds you. And you, you're more weak. And people who are weak are sitting ducks. That means the, the elite controlling the power on the top, the state controlling, everything is put into a big government, the state. Everything, once it's put in the hands of the state and a few people controlling it, then you have corruption. Very much like what's happening in Detroit. In Detroit, in everywhere, America is crumbling everywhere from infrastructure to education, crumbling with socialist policies because their main goal is to divide and rule. And the main goal is to create poverty. Poverty. If you do not create poverty, you will not have socialism. If you create poverty, if you remove poverty with economics, then you won't need socialism. But they, they, they want to get their so-called Trojan horse of socialism on the ground because socialism is big government controlled by a small group of people. The establishment from the back door and the front door, they control the money, they control the power, they control everything. Once they control everything, all they get is 
power, all, all you get is the crumbs. And they sell you a story, you buy the story, they make you feel sorry for yourself, they create division between your neighbors, they always want to eradicate other people, they want to, they, they want to destroy destruction, destroy destruction, destroy destruction is the name of the game. And when they destroy other people and destruction, you get what is Detroit from 1945 to 2016. Instead of having a Japan that rises up and creates equality, creates, uh, generates economy, generates money, uh, you'll get a Detroit which is in ruins. And that, my dear friend, is communist, Marxist, India and, and Marxist policies. That's why you have um, professors, um, professors at the G20 University uh, sorry, professors from in Delhi universities um, saying very clearly, we want to destroy Hinduism because Hinduism ha Hinduism has created um, Hinduism has created um, um, Hinduism has created the divide and rule. Hinduism has created the uh, in social injustice for three thousand years, as if as if. They were there 3,000 years ago. They read a book and they know exactly what was there 3,000 years ago. I've never seen anything like that. But yes, exactly. Uh, I just saw it on Facebook and I couldn't find it because I lost the page. Um, so I, I lost the page. I can't post it. Uh, but they're calling for uh, eradication and destruction of Hinduism and with a new India, which is uh, egalitarian. So anything that's bad it's, is Hinduism and, and Dharma. Anything that's good and egalitarian is Marxism and socialism. But look over here, the proof I've given you that communist and Marxism has created the disparity, has created the poverty. The feudal empires of Christianity and Islam has, has, has invaded this country, um, taken off our wealth, even though they pretend that they have, they, India was the richest country under the Mughals. It's a lie. It was not the only time it was, it was rich. It was under Akbar. But it was only the elite that were rich, the same way as now, the elite that was rich. Okay, the noblemen, the people on the ground were not rich at all. Uh, and it was not an egalitarian society, even if though they write it in a book. Writing on the book doesn't change anything. And then you have a Bharat at the bottom of the ladder where it's coming up globally. You have your, your GDP has increased. Your wealth is spread out at a more equal level. Your inf investment in infrastructure has spread out so it access, more people have access to it. You're not going to solve all the problems because you have a 1.4 billion people uh, in your economy. You cannot change overnight. But this is the same this communist uh, media and the communist Marxist, uh, you know, uh, seculars on the top pretending to be egalitarian could not even give their own people um, water access in 65, in the 60 years that they were in power. They could not give them water access. They could not give them bank accounts. 
in the 60 years, they won power. They were ashamed of their land. They were ashamed of their culture. They had to cover it up every time someone came. And the only thing they showed was a Taj Mahal and snake charmers. But that's not India. Taj Mahal and snake charmers is not India. They lied to us. They kept away our, the knowledge of our ancestors. They kept us away from the knowledge of our, of our history. They eroded it and, and labeled it as, as religion. And oh my God, we're secular, so we cannot talk about religion. But they wanted to talk about the religion of the invaders and colonizers, but they did not want to talk about our own civilizational heritage. Why? Because they want to delete you, delete your civilization. They want to replace your civilization. What do you get when you replace a civilization? What do you get when you, um, a river that forgets its source? It dries up and they think you can dry up. But if you forget your source, everything's going to dry up. Even you're going to dry up. Just because you have replaced it with something else doesn't mean you're not going to dry up. Because we are a chain. We are the same ocean. The ocean is the same for everyone. It's the same currents and the same waves. Only the, the, the wavelengths are different. The force is different. You are the different wavelength, but it's the same ocean. So you take out the water from the ocean. There's not going to be any water for anyone. Everyone's going to die. Not just, oh, those who believe in a certain civilization. Everyone's going to die. Uh, so why, what do you think that you're going to, to destroy a civilization and replace it with some egalitarianism? Has it ever happened before? Can you, can you decide that you're egalitarian and the other is not? That's because they don't know their civilization history. They don't know that the earth is flat, but communists, Marxists, and socialists think that the earth is flat. They don't understand we are currents and waves, we are cyclic. It's never ending. That's why we are called Sanatan, because the cosmos is never ending. The energy field is never ending. The currents and the waves of the ocean never stop. Can you, does it stop at the, at, at, in the night time? Can you go to the beach and say, okay, well, from 8 o'clock at night to 8 in the morning, the, the water is going to stop and the waves are going to stop? But no, of course, it never stops. But they think it can stop. They think that, oh, they can stop the bad uh, Sanatan Dharm, the Hinduism, but they can replace it with egalitarian Christianity and egalitarian Western whatever Tom, Dick and Harry and egalitarian Islam and the same groups that took um, the same groups that took uh, slaves all over the world, slaves, 14 centuries of slaves. Christianity has 2000 years of slaves, uh, you know, but destroyed civilization. What do you get? Drugs, drugs, and more drugs. Look at South America. They are loaded in drugs. Their, 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 their countries are coming down. Drugs, violence, drugs, violence. Why? Because they've uprooted their civilization. They've replaced it with another civilization that is foreign to them. They believe in something in the sky, but not in the energy on the ground. They have no idea how to live on the land, they, to, to live with the land, to live with nature. They have... Uh, it's a, it's a transplanted civilization that's not going to work when you're not control you're not you're not with the land you don't understand the land you're not going to go anywhere but they have replaced it and they cannot stop the drugs they cannot stop the violence they cannot stop the rape 
but that's okay. Similarly, in the United States, look at the United States, my friend, if the 1940s and look at the United States of today, it is completely different because 75 years of bad policies, big governments, establishments controlling everything, the money and the policies from the back door, uh, these big socialist Marxist groups who have no connection with the land, who think that money can solve all your problems. But you have no energy, you're not, your energy is hurt, your energy is traumatized, your energy is not balanced. When they are smokers, they are drug addicts, and this is what they call egalitarian. This is what they call multiculturalism. And this is the multiculturalism that has destroyed them because it's not about multiculturalism. It's about making sure that the first image you have uh, to, is to see everyone through the lens of color. You have to see everyone through the lens of color, of, of religion that, that they support, of ideology that they support, of, of uh, ignorance that they support, um, in, in, in um, inventing divisions, inventing new, uh, new groups, new identity groups like transgender and 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 you know all these small minority groups breaking you up into minor small 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 groups and then uh, promoting propaganda that that despises one group and 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 promotes the other. So you play the divide and rule us versus them. They promote what suits them. They and oh my God, they are minorities. In the moment, oh the discrimination. That is their only rhetoric to force you to look at yourself through color and through minority and majority, and then create a divide and rule by saying one is um, discriminating against the other. That is their only policies. And look at where Biden, Joe Biden is today. It's a mess in the United States. Four years ago under Trump, whether you liked him or not, it was getting better. It was getting better. The economics was getting better. Employment was getting better. Everything, you know, war was stopping because he was stopping the wars and they got him out. Why? Because they wanted war. They wanted drugs. They wanted issues. They wanted the divided rule. They wanted you to look true color, look at someone true color, and then automatically, if it, that color doesn't suit you, you have to uh, insult the person, degrade the person, divide the person, accuse the person. And that's how they empower you with economics. Is it going to go anywhere? No. And this, my dear friend, is the reason why I posted this picture on my podcast. Um, and below that is Nehru's India, which is pretty much the same, which is poverty, 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 because they need to separate you, segregate you, degrade you, insult you until you follow and submit to them, which is what Dalit is. Dalit is if you do not believe in that I'm the truth, the way, the life, I will accuse you of being poor, um, a Dalit. That means someone who is not spiritually uh, accepts, accepting of God and their God's philosophies. And I will economically isolate you. That's what Dalit is. And Dalit is Hebrew. And this is exactly the same. You, they need to create poverty with anyone who does not agree with them. So you have to agree with them because they are communist and Marxist 
for them, democracy is you agree with me and that's a democracy. Democracy is not you having a choice. Democracy is playing the divide and rule and you have to agree with me. If not, I'm going to degrade you with underbucked. I'm going to degrade you with uh, far, far left, far right, far this, um, fascist, uh, nationalist, fascist, fascist, fascist. Uh, all these names, all these, oh my God, we need to eradicate you. Uh, you are discriminative. You are filthy. You are all oh, that. It, it, it's, it's insulting. This is what their egalitarianism is. This is why America is coming down. Their debt ratio from, from 6 billion in, in 2020, 2021 to $32 trillion in 2023 is unforeseen. I've never seen a country do that. Yes, it's big, bad policies, internal policies. It's also the wars. They didn't have to go to these wars. Uh, and on this day of, of 9-11, I want to say that because all the people that we've been killed in the war, people, American soldiers have given up their lives for the war. 20 years of war is, is enough. You can't take it more. It's costing them 20. It's costing, it's cost them, you know, almost $31 trillion, this, these wars and these bad policies. And here we go. This is what they want to bring to India. They want to bring this war to India. They already bought it to India with their jihad uh, and, and uh, you know, supplementing uh, uh, dharma with jihad, um, resurrecting the colonial empires with their unfinished job on the Indian soil. And they want to get it back. They want to get it back. They want to, they have been working so hard to destroy dharma for the last 200 years, or so should I say 2000 years. Uh, with Christianity and, and Islam. But they've also, the last 47 years, 75 years, they've been working overtime to destroy dharma. And why? Because they want, it's all for money. They don't care about any religion. It's money, money, and money. The moment you give them power, they will consolidate it. They will economically isolate you if you do not give them your vote. They will degrade you ideologically, uh, make you see things only through their eyes, to the eyes of their Abrahamic colonial religions. And once you see the world through their Abrahamic eyes, you will get what they want, you, you want or what they want to give you, and they, and they want to give you poverty because they need to keep you poor. They need to keep you uh, subjugated because otherwise they cannot control your mind. And if you're not poor, they cannot resurrect, they, they cannot get your vote. So you need to be poor to keep selling, for, for, to keep buying their propaganda and to keep. Uh, giving them their vote. That is why we are poor today. We are a country that's not poor, but it's not exactly top notch. But with Narendra Modi, you have the opposite. You have empowerment, you have knowledge, you have economics for all, not just for one person, economics for all. Um, you may not want to partake in the economics, that's a different question because of your ignorance, but economics is for all. Um, and that, my dear friend, is pure, pure Narendra Modi. There's a difference between uh, free market economy versus um, the economy of... Uh, the free, the, the Marxist communist economy of the woke uh, left brigade, um, which is the difference between night and day. And so 
I can talk all I want, but I need you to see these pictures because these pictures tell the whole story uh, of what exactly um, of, of what exactly is the difference between the communists and the Marxists of India uh, and the communists and the Marxists of the world, um, how they have destroyed their countries and what they want for Bharat. They want the same destruction for Bharat and it's up to you to decide whether you want to give that destruction to them, you want to destroy your country or you want to empower it for another generation. So on that note, I take your leave. I thank you for your time. I wish you all the best and stay safe until we meet again.